Hello, I'm Robbie Pigott. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? How can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart, with a capital A-R-T. Hi, Robbie. Hello, Mary. Well, thank you so much for sitting in once again for Joshua Vickery. Well, thank you, Joshua Vickery, for being so busy that I get to play. He is in demand, but so are you. So well, are you. This is a busy time for you. You've got Fringe Festival. I saw you last night, first mm-hmm. performing night of the Fringe. Yes. yes. 12 Days of Crazy Theater and Art. And it wasn't too long ago you were here telling us about your show at Fringe. Right. That show opens tonight. Yes. Goodbye. Yes. But um, there's lots of stuff going on, man. So for those of you in Central Florida, OrlandoFringe.org, and you can go to the Central Florida Community Arts page where all of our From the Heart episodes are and listen to the last, what, eight weeks of shows that are all about Fringe shows happening. So uh, it's it's something you really want to take in. We've got two weeks of it. Something for everybody. There's Kids Fringe on the weekend. Bring your kids. Mm -hmm. Lots of free stuff. Outside stage, you don't have to pay. Nope. Or you can pay, you know, $10 to go see a show. So much. It really is. It's worth it. So uh, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time out of your so Fringe week. So happy to be week. here. And I've got a show going on at Fringe Festival. Yes, yes, you do. It's called The Visual Tour. And uh, we had Cindy Murray here, who I'm in partners with her and Eric Pinder. Uh, basically, it's a tour that an actor will give you on, on various types of art. And you will experience through their eyes. And every tour guide will be different. Every piece of work will be different. Last night, we opened with Terry Olson, mm-hmm. our director of um, community arts and affairs here in Orange, Orange County. Orange right? County. Mm-hmm. And his character was blind giving the tour. <laughs> He's a well, nothing like uh, an art tour guide. Yes. And the thing is, he was, he was truly not biased. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's all I could think was his day. But they were loving it. His tour group was loving oh, it. Oh, that's and so, great. I actually walked by and saw them, and everyone looked like they were having a great yes. time. And you opened last night, too. Uh, no, I will open. No? Uh, in a, in a day or two, Steve Pernick opens tonight. My character is going to be an art therapist. Oh. Yes. yes. Who, who do you give therapy to? The people who look at the art or people, the artists themselves? People who need to discover what they're really feeling and who they're about through art. Okay. And we'll explore that. Oh, you got very introspective there. Uh, I'll be my character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Terry's character is a good segue for what's going on here today. Yes, it sure is. As a matter of fact, uh, Terry did... Uh, play a blind person giving uh, giving the tour. And what was interesting about how he did his character, it was also funny, but he would ask people, well, describe it to me. Mm-hmm. Well, how does it make you feel? Right. Well, what are you seeing? Um, well, how would I experience that? So he was getting people to communicate to him in a way that I imagined might be how someone who doesn't see have to, has to sometimes ask people. We're going to find that out today. Because today we have Tom Bob Bobcock, who is a student, uh, from Lighthouse, are you here with Lighthouse? Yes. Yes, okay. So we're going to hear you about your experience, and I know you told me just a little while ago you lost your sight 17 months ago, so we're going to hear about that. And I'm also very excited that we have Lisa Lytle. It's Lytle. Lytle, yes. I was so excited I was going to get that right. It's awesome. Lisa Lytle <laughs> <laughs> from Central Florida Community Arts. Uh, that brings us right back to our friend Joshua. And Lisa, tell us a little bit about your position there and what you're excited about with this show today. 
Absolutely. So I am a teaching artist at Central Florida Community Arts. And so I get to teach both at the School of Performing Arts, but also go out to these amazing outreach programs, which is really close to my heart. And if it hadn't been for Joshua and his vision and Central Florida Community Arts, I would not have gotten to discover that as a teaching artist because they open up so many amazing opportunities for us to go out into the community, to bring arts to people that maybe would not have been served otherwise. And it has just, I'm convinced that I probably get a lot more out of this experience sometimes than (laughs) what I'm bringing is how it feels. And um, it was an absolute honor to go out to the lighthouse of Central Florida and get to meet Tom and so many other amazing, articulate, bright um, adults that I've been working with who happen to be visually impaired, um, either slightly impaired or fully blind. And just to see the wealth of creativity that they bring to their lives and, and me saying, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's bring them into the community and introduce them to this show, for instance, and have them have a voice mm-hmm. that maybe otherwise they would not have been connected. And that excites me to, to have them connected in new ways in our community using the arts. And give, give us an example of some of the forms of art, or art disciplines. Are we talking music? Are we talking dance? Are we talking painting? Sure. Right now, what I'm doing with the community is I am bringing my skills in the theater arts. So what we're looking at is when I came to them, I said, okay, what exactly are you wanting to get from this creative drama workshop? And most of them expressed they wanted to find new ways to have quick response verbally in communication. They wanted to know how to articulate more effectively when they went out for job interviews. And they also wanted to overcome their fears about going into new environments when they have to go out for job interviews. And I said, ah, this is a perfect fit for a theater artist because we go out constantly into new environments to be put into an audition circumstance, which can be very unnerving and and very scary sometimes because we're on job interviews pretty much daily, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike the typical person that might go out for a job interview once every 10 years. We're doing it all the time, Mm -hmm. whether it's commercial work, voiceover work, whatever that is. And I thought, oh, this is a perfect blending. Um, How can I bring those calming, confidence, leading with our best quality skills that we learn as a theater artist to bring to auditions, to bring to this community, to gain their confidence when they have to walk into a new space. Hmm. And so I'm blending the theater arts in that way with them right now. And they're, they're just incredible. And they're, they're big risk takers, which is exciting. It's such a wonderful way to use the arts in such a practical way. You're using the arts to help people's lives in way, in, not artistic lives necessarily, but you're using the arts to help make a richer life for someone who isn't maybe naturally inclined to do the arts. Exactly. And and through that, now they're being introduced to the arts. Right. So they get to learn improv skills and what's improv, right? So we had a whole class on that. Did you take that class? Oh, it was, yeah. Tell us. <laughs> we had some conversations. Tell us about your experience of the improv class. Oh, it was just fun. It was just fun. It, it just, it, you know, gets you excited and, you know, you just say what, you know, what's on your mind. And, well, what was the biggest takeaway and what do you think you could apply to your next interview? Uh, no fear. Don't be afraid to answer questions. Don't be afraid that questions are going to come at you that may be a little difficult, but don't be afraid to answer them. 
I love that. You know, it makes you great for today. And, you know, and it's just being, being, you know, blind is, like I said, a new adventure, but you just, I have learned not to bring old baggage to a new adventure. Good so, for you. And, and is uh, that through improv too? Pardon me? Is that through improvisation, not to bring uh, what, what else is the rest of your life onto the through, stage at that moment? Well, through the last year, uh, I've learned, and yeah, through uh, Lisa's workshops, it helped me realize, you know, you don't have to, I don't have to please everyone. I don't have to like everything, but when I can find my niche, I do like it, such as, like I told you, I was on a radio show, and uh, Lisa and I talked about that and being able to, you know. I know one of the things, Robbie and I worked together as improvisers for many years, uh, and one of the things that you yes and, right? You yes and what comes to you. And this is a big yes and. You told us a little earlier that 17 months ago is when you went blind. That had to be major. Tell us what happened. Uh, well, I went down to... Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, for a family uh, annual golf outing. Uh, and it was at 3 o'clock in the morning and in a hotel room, and I got up, thought I cleared this granite nightstand tabletop, and I didn't clear it with my head, and it hit the corner of it that was very sharp and cut my forehead and down through this eye mm. and ruptured the retinas in my eyes and had to be rushed to trauma center to be sewed back together. Hmm. And at that time, the doctor said, I could probably maybe get 15% of your sight back, maybe. And I said, do what you have to do. But it didn't, didn't work out that way. Hmm. So I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, well, I was too, what but I was very it? angry too at the time, but I couldn't be, I couldn't stay angry. I had yeah. to do something and that's where lighthouse came in. How did you find Lighthouse? Uh, through a friend of ours. Uh, he's also uh, a customer of uh, my friend Tommy the Barber. Mm -hmm. And he was affiliated with Lighthouse. And Tommy called him and said, get him to Lighthouse. And uh, my niece in Ohio did, went online and found Lighthouse and did an application on there. And then Maria, the counselor from Lighthouse, called me. And we started setting everything up. And normally people do not get to go, don't get up and go for a year or two years mm. they want to sit on the couch and sort of lack of a better word feel sorry for themselves sure mm. uh i couldn't do that because i was turning into a miserable person right and, and i uh no i had to go on because i've always been in worked with the public i've always you know been friendly and have talked to strangers as you can tell i'm not <laughs> <laughs> shy but I had to move on, and I had, and then uh, someone said to me about God, and I just went going other direction, mm -hmm. you know. And that's what Lighthouse came in, and I started January eighth, uh, two years ago, almost two years ago now. Uh, well, yeah, eighteen. So this is Lighthouse it's CFL a school. dot org. Correct. It is a school for uh, visually impaired and blind. Uh, they teach independent living skills. Uh, they also teach access technology, which is computer skills, iPhone. Uh, even if you have an Android, they have a class for Androids. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, they are complete. Yes, they, they are. They are complete. And yes. then we do 
Lisa comes in with his workshop, and then we really have fun. Wow, Lisa, that must have been an honor. I am, oh yeah, just listening to Tom here today, it's hard not to be emotional. I'm an emotional person and a heart-driven person, and it's an absolute honor. And to think now that the workshop's gone over so well that they're inviting me back now to do some teen workshops with the improv work. And so just because people like Tom sharing their experience and them saying, hey, there's some real value here in introducing some art disciplines to this community. Let's introduce it to the younger community. Sure. So I'm like, yeah. But I think it's also the fact that you don't have to, after school, after you're done with Lighthouse, and, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I did the access technology. I have a laptop that talks to me, and it's like you have to learn how to listen to, to it talk to you. Uh, there's other things to do. You can go to the movies. There's audio assist. And that's what we're working with. I want to work with Lisa with, to get audio assist in a live theater. Well, I'm going to need to assist our audio at this point, and let our listeners know that we do need to go to a commercial break, but we'll be right back. We're on Magic 107.7 FM. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt with Robbie Pigott in for Joshua Vickery uh, from the heart. Hello, welcome back to From the Heart on 107.7 FM. I am Robbie Pigott, in for Joshua Vickery today with Mary Thompson Hunt, the one and only. Wow, thank you. Oh, sure. He's never said that before. I guess I owe him something now. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But today we're talking with Lisa Lytle from CFC Arts. Hello, everyone. And Tom Babcock, who's uh, studying over at Lighthouse of Central Florida, taking classes there and... Hello. As, as he's continuing on his new journey without sight, but it sounds like life is becoming quite enhanced in ways you never would have thought. It has. It has. It's, uh, and I've always, but I've always enjoyed movies and theaters. And when I first, they told me that I could go to the movie and get audio assist and the person that's, you know, taking. So what does audio assist do? Does it talk about what you're seeing at the time? It does. It so does. Give us an like, example. Okay. Went to, my first one I went to was the Mamma Mia 2 with Cher. Okay. I'm sorry. Got a good music. Mary. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm teasing. Go ahead. Uh, you, you get fitted. You get a little device when you go to customer service, and they program it to the movie that you're going to go see, and you, you could use your, bring your own headphones in, and pl- you plug your headphones into this. Little, it hangs around your neck. It's like the size of about a, a, a smaller iPhone. Mm-hmm. And when you get in the movie, and of course, when your movie starts, it starts to talk to you. Now, when they're not talking, it describes the scene for you. Huh. Uh, like she just got out of a car, the door is opening, uh, the water is so blue and she fell in, or, you know, just wow. whatever. When they're not, when, as soon as they start talking again, that calms down and you listen to the movie. Right. I have a question for you. Uh, is it always one voice during a film? Is it a male or a female, or is it both? It, uh, it's, uh, it's one voice, but 
I've gone to a couple movies. Sometimes I got a female voice and sometimes I got a male voice. Mary's looking for a new job, you see. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. As actors, and you do voiceover, it's yeah. like, that's the, a job. That's a, a job, job, exactly. The business card I just that's gave Lisa, job. this lady uh, does uh, audio assist is her business. Yeah. For museums, for art uh, galleries, uh, for uh, national parks, and, and she is willing to work with a theater group here to get uh, audio assist in live theater. Wow. Where you well in Miami they do it because you have you get a headphone but you have a live person telling you the scene. Awesome! It's it really neat. So it's cool. really cool. <laughs> but in the movie, like if I go to Regal Cinema, like we went out to dinner afterwards, and I was saying, well, how about that scene when she jumped off the boat and fell in the water, and this and that <laughs> happened? And they go, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> how did and you I know said, that? well, think about it. Oh, you're right. You got more detail than oh, we right. did. Sure. Wow. Wow. Because we're watching and we don't even process uh, that it's happening. And then the next right. movie, I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. uh, which was all live rock and roll music. Uh, it, it just You just went along with the movie. Now, were they describing the, uh, like if he did a split or jumped off the stage? Exactly. With his, his, yeah. just, uh, when, that, when Cher showed up at Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. it showed, you know, her le- it said her legs coming out of the helicopter and oh how fun you know and she's walking up here and she looked to the left and saw fernando and that's when that music started wow you know but it, it does and it i saw star a star is born mm-hmm. see i'm so moved right now because i love the fact that that we have a way for you to experience a movie yes and you even said i saw that movie because in your minds in your your mind's eye you were seeing it uh-huh yeah. you just listen during the workshop when um, two of the people were dating and they shared their first date going to the movies and I said, okay, stop. <laughs> I need to know, what is that like? Why would you choose to go see a movie? And they're like, oh, because there's this cool technology. And I was just like, I'm in awe, yeah. right? That yeah. they get to go have popcorn and sit and, and hear can, the details. You can hear the details. This. And plus you can also, when you take your headphone off, for a little while, you can listen to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I went to see the, well, it's the last Tyler Perry's movie. Now they talk all the time. Uh-huh. So there was really not a whole lot of audio assist because you knew exactly where they were at. Uh-huh. You know, they were in the car, they were at the funeral home, they were this. They were, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, any movie, uh, and even Netflix, if and your TV, if you have a newer TV, you go through your uh, settings. Yes. And go to audio and go to sound. You can turn on audio assist. I've seen that. That's what that's that is. What it, huh? That's what that is. And Netflix has it on it yes. too. Yeah. Wow. So that, but I talked to someone that ha- he's blind and his wife isn't. Hmm. And I said, well, how does that affect her? Right. You know, you would think it would be distracting or whatever. And he said, she, she said, you eventually get used to it, and then you get, then you want it. You know, because you do right. you do get more details. Yeah. Or it'll start to say something and you and you, you with a sighted person you turn and look. It's like, Oh, you're right. But it's your TVs, most of your newer TVs have it and Netflix has it and hmm. uh, most of your major like Regal Cinemas and uh, what's the other one? American uh I can't think of the name of the But the, that's it's wonderful. I, I'm just But they all have it. it. You have to ask for it. That's that's fine. And what's really nice, the person I go with gets in for free. Because oh, because they're, they're taking my person, they're my PSA, personal oh, service yes, assistant. Yes. Yeah. In this day and age, uh, that we're finding new ways to bring art to people that wouldn't have it in the past. Well, yeah. At uh, the theme parks, we 
have marching bands come through periodically. I work at the Magic Kingdom, and I'm I'm so moved at times when I see uh, what people are doing to now have children be in a band. Uh, we had a majorette in a wheelchair that uh-huh. was being pushed, and 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 was do a wheelchair, and then we had uh, another child who. I think had a problem seeing because someone was there guiding him as he marched while playing his trumpet. So I just love the idea that in in this day and time, we still have ways to make people uh, be included. Yes. Well, can I tell you a little what was my motivation last year? Yes, please. I went to a uh, National Federation of the Blind convention. It was here in Orlando, and I'd never been to one. It, and we wanted to go see the new technology or whatever was out in they do set up a whole expo center of technology and Microsoft's there and uh, we're walking through. It's a little crowded and we, uh, traffic sort of stopped and uh, Tommy said, there's, there's a little boy in front of you. He said, he's the cutest little thing. He's got his little white cane and he's just walking and he's laughing and he's talking to his mom and we stopped and she turned around and she, she goes, yeah, he gets around pretty good. And I started talking to him mm-hmm. and I held my hand out and his mother said, I think his name is Gabriel. Gabriel, this man has his hand out. He can't see either. And he he reached over and said, can I grab the back of your hand? And I said, yeah, you sure can. And he took his other hand and gave me a high five. He goes, now, <laughs> he goes and now your day is going to be really good because I gave you a high five. Awesome. And he went blind at five years old. Huh. And he's seven now. And he is, and she said, he never talked before. He never socialized with kids before. And now he's all over the place. Huh. And he was just like, okay, if he can have a good attitude like that, <laughs> so can I. Yeah. That's uh, he was seven years old. A seven-year-old role model. I, I know. love it for Tom. And he That's had awesome. his little he had his little white cane out. And he was just getting around just just fine. Uh, it's just adapt. amazing. That's so beautiful. But they have a lot of technologies for little kids and teenagers. I mean, I have technology on this iPhone. Apple makes a lot of blind assist programs, apps that are free. Wow. And uh, I have a question that I want to ask both you and Lisa. Um, as you know, we dedicate this show to the arts. How do you see the arts uh, making a difference for good for those with um, sight or even hearing impairment? So we certainly know about what you were able to say about taking the acting class and laughing and all, but... What else? And what else do you imagine? What else would you want to experience? The thing, at least what I've experienced going out into these communities is self-confidence and the recognition that they exist, right? They feel a lot of times so disconnected from the majority of us because their world becomes sometimes a little bit small. It does. Because they can't just jump in their car and head out anytime that they want. That's for and they, sure. Yeah, they, so they feel isolated. And so when I, I think when we bring our community to them in a way like this, involving them in ways that we can with a broader audience, they, they feel connected now mm. to the greater community. And I think that's really essential for them to feel, ah, I'm, I'm still here, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I still it exist is. It, it and, is, and a, people are recognizing me now. And I, I think that's important for all human beings to feel that, that connectedness to and others. And that's mm-hmm. what art's about. It's connection. totally about connects connection. you to your feelings, connects you to the artist, connects you to the conversation, the person next to you. Absolutely. So that's so, now I see why we're here today in a bigger way. 
Yeah, it's all about that. Yeah. And for me, because I am an artist, that's all I've ever done with my life. It's, it is how I connect to other people. Mm. And so to be able to connect with these groups of people through my passion and then watch them get passionate about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like I had said, one of the women there was a photographer, but now has lost sight. And she's like, you know, and, and I can't do my photography. And I'm like, says who? Like, we're going to make that happen. Like, mm. you get to do photography. Yes. Has it's, she had an exhibit yet? No, but we're going to make that happen. Like, I've already, that's one of my commitments. Like, we're going to make that happen, that right? Would be so cool. I want everyone that wants to participate at Lighthouse to do this. So, I think I have a way I can help you. Oh, awesome. We need right. a team of people. And it. I think it's just going to be profoundly um, unique. And it's going to shape and change the way people think about that visual impairment. Because they're going to see a new world through their eyes, through the camera. Which yeah. I am so excited well, there's some to of have us, happen. There's some of us that you know, are older and retired and uh, but have always had a very active life. Uh, there's the younger ones that work at Lighthouse Works, which it provides job and uh, employment opportunities. But with this theater and everything, it gets, I'll speak for my, it gets me off the couch. It wants me to go out and do things. Oh, that's great. It gets me down. I want to go downtown. I want to go, like I was telling you before Lisa got here, we're going to go down and teach mobility, uh, how to take a blind person to the seat in the theater. How to? I went to the Amway Center when Cher was here. Oh my God, I walked all over that thing. But <laughs> but you know what? It was worth it. Aww. But if I had had a you know a mobility guide to mm. go right to our seats, somebody that yeah. understood how to guide him right. to the seat, uh, mm -hmm. and you just it's it's and it's not hard to learn. It's just practice, practice. Practice. Give just, us a number or a phone. We're, we're almost done with this segment. We've got another segment, not to worry, so you're coming right back. But how, if people want to become guides, if they want to help out, how can they, who do they call? They could call uh, Lighthouse, Central Florida. They can go online and get uh, get their number. They have a website. LighthouseCFL.org. Uh, yes. That is correct. Absolutely. And uh, if they want to get a little training themselves, how to do mobility, they, they will... You can do it there. Um, I can teach you. Lovely. You know, as long as you know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> it basically, it's taking the back of your elbow, whatever side we want to walk on. We walk and we talk just like normal. And you're going to tell me we're going, we're getting into the elevator. We're going down this, you know, if we're going downstairs, I have my cane. I can, I can feel the stairs. If you're going through a tight, narrow spot, like you were going through a restaurant and a bunch of tables and it's very narrow, you, you move your arm behind you and that's the signal for me to get behind you. Hmm. Oh, interesting. And we walk to our table. Wow. And same way in the theater. We could have, you know, I could teach someone to guide me down the main aisleway and when it gets time to go, say I have seven seats in, uh, I would just get behind him and... They would say, here, this is your seat. And then I could sit down and they could go on and help the next person. It's like a dance. Yeah, Very. it really is. Yeah. It really is like a dance. But it's like, it's not like, hey, let me help you. Let me grab your arm and pull you. No, you don't do that. You know, and don't grab someone by the shoulders because you feel like you're going to fall over. If I grabbed you by your shoulders to guide yeah. you, you would it's, feel like I'm surprising. pushing you down. Of course. Well, Mary's going to grab us all by the elbows right now and lead us into a break. Okay. But we'll be like right you back. just did. <laughs> and where will we be right back to? We're oh, 107.7 FM. He's so From good. the heart. 
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Sitting in for Joshua Vickery today is co-host Robbie Pigott. And we're very excited to be talking about what the arts offer those with, um, with blindness or sight impairment. So we have with us Tom Bobcott, who is a student. And, or Tom uh, Babcock. Did I say Babcock? You said we won't talk it's about Babcock, it. It's Babcock, but that's it is okay. Babcock. My O looks like an N. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sight impaired. Okay. You need <laughs> to go to Tom. Lighthouse. Yeah. You know, just the place. <laughs> and uh, here today also is Lisa Lytle. Hello. From the Central Florida Community Arts. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. Of course. My pleasure. Joshua, we're doing just fine without you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to rein her in, Joshua. I'm trying to hold on. Mary's got a big spirit. <laughs> no, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> so, Lisa, tell us what else is out there on the horizon. What would you like to see next that can um, make our sight-impaired friends more bold in the world, especially through the arts? Well, I would, again, going out into the communities like this, I would just like them to recognize that there is no limitation. Now, there may be a limitation that they can't get in their car today and drive to Publix. But when it comes to art, participation in art, expression through art, everything is still possible. It is only as the teaching artist how we bring that art to them that we can make the necessary adjustments for them to express that art. So if we don't limit the way we bring the arts to those communities, then they themselves are then free to embrace the arts in new ways. And then we only ask the people that are either visually seeing something, hearing something, coming to see these art productions to make have them make the adjustment. Mm. Because I think then they also get to see the world through somebody else's eyes, ears, heart. Mm. Because they're seeing something created um, in a brand new way. Here's a question for you. Is it different when you're working with someone sight impaired who was born blind as opposed to someone who after 40 some years goes blind. Absolutely. And it talk is. about that. Yeah. Um, really interesting. The first workshop I did there, of course, it was my first time working with this community. So I was learning on the spot <laughs> and I recognized right away as I was guiding them through kind of a meditation, confidence, calming skill to get them to have some skills to just deep breathing and meditation before they go in for their job interviews, kind of what I would do as a theater artist before my auditions. I was like, oh, I have to be very careful not to say, and then in your mind's eye, imagine certain things because they may not have ever seen those things. Mm. So I'd be like, okay, what do you smell? You know, what do you hear in this safe space? So I was really becoming more aware of, now I need to include a lot more different sensory things into my work where before it was much more visually driven, of especially course. with theater arts. You know, you're dealing with dialogue, you're dealing with script. Well, that's kind of now been removed. So I'm being challenged, which really makes me a better teaching artist now because sure. I'm being challenged to bring my work in brand new ways um, to these communities. And now I get to see theater arts only through these other senses also by having to engage their other senses. So. Like I said, a lot of times the takeaway for me is I think I'm getting a lot more out of this than <laughs> yeah. they are sometimes, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's really, and it's just helped me look at all of the art that I create in such a new light, I must say. Can um, you give us an example of that? Yeah, uh, I do photography professionally. I only do guitars, interestingly enough, because I am a guitarist and I found a little niche there. 
Um, but even that, I, I'm looking at even my photography work differently because now wanting to bring that for Lighthouse, you know, how am I going to create it for them where they can feel their way through something that they want to express on the camera? So now I'm not only looking at my art through shadow, light, visual, but now how am I going to touch this? How am I going to have somebody else touch it in a way that they're connected to it enough to take the photograph and then have somebody else have an experience when they see it? So just it's really just made me look at all of my own art in new ways, which is really exciting. And that's what art is, right? So much of art is empathy and looking at things from a different perspective. You're looking at a painting of the Statue of Liberty uh, from the perspective of the way the artist either photographed it or painted it. A whole new way of looking at it or watching a movie now with this audio assist, you can, you know, quote unquote, watch this movie the way somebody who's visually impaired might watch it. So it's a new perspective. And I think as artists, uh, I think artists are very empathetic people because as, as we paint, as we take photographs, as we learn a production, a show, we're we're looking at things from different perspectives and uh, it just makes yeah. the world yes. better. You and, know? And, and in my case too, I was also a uh, little landscape amateur design person mm. in my backyard, me. And I went to a gardening seminar up in Seminole County and it was, uh, it was uh, just use your nose. Plant things that oh, smell. Wow. Mm. Wow. Plant things that, you know, and they would break off, uh, he would break off leaves from different trees and okay, in your hand it smells like, you know, you have a leaf in your hand. Break it and crumble it up. Now what does it smell like? Right. Well, one was a lemon tree. Mm. One was uh, uh, like the licorice smell. Yeah. And another one was green peppers. Mm. So you could tell and it was like, okay. Uh, no, you know, and it's just. That's beautiful. You know, you learn to use your other yeah. senses. And you, and you learn. But as far as even going to the theater, now if I go, I'm more, you know, I'm more sitting up like I'm intense. I'm going to watch this, and I'm, you know, I'm going to get everything out of this, and like I do when you go to a movie. And just, I just want to let people that are blind and visually impaired don't be afraid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do not yeah. the fear of getting out of the house is tremendous for sure. a lot of people. And I'm so glad you're saying this because there are people who are not visually impaired that are afraid to get out of the house and yeah. go to the theater. And to try art. Thank you. Right? And yes. Try, and, yes. Yeah. and to try to make something. Yeah. They're judging themselves before they even yeah. try. And I'm so, yeah, and I, yeah, just do it. Express wow. yourself. And Tom, when he started describing his gardening to me, I will never forget that because he described it visually in colors that were stunningly mm. beautiful. He brought me on a total journey through his garden. And I remember sitting there going, I can't believe that he's having me engaged in this beautiful visual experience. Oh, wow. And another gentleman described his trip once to Hawaii and all the colorful fish, but it was in so much vivid detail. Mm. I mean, it was absolutely stunning. And I just sat there and thinking, this is amazing. They, I think they embrace their visual now in a whole new way and when they express it, it it's just profound it, oh, it really was beautiful it is it's it's just different and then like with the gardening thing it was like oh I, I, now i smell oregano now i smell garlic <laughs> now i you know uh oh this is this lemon thyme it's like oh i want i want some of that <laughs> you know as an air fresher in my house <laughs> I love that. Uh, but everything yeah and they made you walk through the gardens and smell all this stuff 
which oh, was wonderful. great. You, it reminded me um, something I wanted to tell you when we met. And about two years ago, Cindy Murray took me to a dinner at, put on by Lighthouse where we ate. Dine in the, in the dark. Dine in the dark. Yep. Uh, it was the SWAT team from Orlando who <laughs> had, they could see in the dark, big glasses on. They all looked imposing and they, they walked you into this room that was complete black. Yes. And you sat there and your dinner was served in black and you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So I ate with my hands. Who was going to know? <laughs> the servers with their night vision glasses. Oh, you're Mary. right. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Well, okay. They got a good sight. <laughs> but what? it was it was a great meal. But we had to figure out what we were eating. Mm. And anyway, yeah. you know, I got to go home and see again that night. And yeah. I realized other people yeah. didn't right. get to go home. Exactly. But Tommy again, went to but, a class yeah. at Lighthouse. It was for friends and family that live with visually and blind people, mm-hmm. uh, like caretakers and people that you live with. Uh, and they blindfolded this whole class. Mm. I mean, you, he said you could not see anything, and they made him walk through the building, mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. the steps, mm-hmm. down through hallways, and down wow. through the elevator, mm-hmm. and he said that changed his perspective of being blind. I would imagine. He now understands. Sure. You know. And, Living it uh, through somebody else. But here's the thing, for people too. people to have empathy? Do, uh, non-blind people, do you offer any of those experiences? Not yet, but now I'm fascinated. Yeah. I would like to actually go through that experience. It, it's a good class. I think it would be great for me being mm-hmm. the teaching artist to experience that. Because when I did set up their interviews um, to have them come in, I was always continually moving the furniture around for them, right? So it was as if... And you, every, played, the, you played the little receptionist too I very did. well. I did. I played the receptionist, and then I played the interviewer. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that they could find their, oh, their nice. way around the yeah. room, right? So once they did it once, of course, I'd rearrange the furniture... And I thought... That's I, a joke, too. Don't rearrange the furniture on a blind person. Yeah, no, unless <laughs> you're doing it purposely <laughs> like I did. Yeah, right. no, it's not fun. But no. yeah, and I thought put that it there? would be interesting to be blindfolded and have to try to get through that, right? Yeah. Robbie, in, in all the plays you've been in, have you ever played a blind person? No, I don't think I have. No, I, I played one know. who was visually impaired, yeah. who what? had bleach thrown in his eyes. Oh, oh. wow. And, um, what was that in? Coyote on a fence, mm-hmm. um, but never, never completely blind. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a scary feeling at first. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. scary. You don't know what you know, but you know, I still walk through the kitchen. I'm if I make a turn too soon, I walk right into the refrigerator. Yeah, like, who put that refrigerator there? <laughs> who moved it? <laughs> so you kept your sense of humor. <laughs> sense of humor will help get you through anything. It does. Yeah. It does. You have to have a sense of humor and be able to laugh at yourself. For listening tonight who is uh, sight impaired because we've only got a f- just a few minutes left um, what would you want to tell them in terms of why it would be important to engage in some kind of art creative art we've got a few moments left let's leave it with that I would say it's going to stimulate stimulate your mind it's going to get you energized and wanting to do other things Maybe the theater, maybe not be your thing, but you'll find out getting out of the house, you'll find something else that you like to do and gets you out of the house and keeps you going. Uh, I just think it's just stimulating, you know, because we have, we all have book readers that read the book to you and that, you know, that's fine and great. And it's really wonderful. You get books on tape and they send you a book reader and you can sit there and read books all day. Uh, But you got to get out of the house. Mm. There's so much out there. There's yeah. a lot out there. And once you step out, the first time I stepped out with my cane and got on that bus, I mean, 
okay, I had to accept, okay, dear God, I'm now I'm handicapped and I'm going, but I'm going out here on my own mm. and here I go. And here I haven't I stopped since. So if people are scared, here I go. If people yeah. are scared, find that organization like lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Again, that's lighthousecfl.org. Call, uh, definitely call lighthouse. And their yeah. mission statement here. I'm looking at their website is charting a course for living, learning and earning with vision loss. Exactly. Mm, read that one more time. Exactly. Charting a course for living, learning and earning with vision loss. So yeah. and tell them enriching t- your lives, right? And yeah. if you get a hold of him, tell him Tom sent you. That's right. We'll tell him Tom sent you. And connecting <laughs> with others, and, you know, oh, that's yes. the other thing. And with Lighthouse, connecting with Central Florida. Huh? Yeah, and not feeling alone. Oh, yeah. that's, that's exactly what it, you, when Next. I walked in the door at Lighthouse, I was frozen. I didn't mm. know what to do. And all I heard was the instructor going, is that Tom? Yeah. Come with me. You're in good hands now, buddy. Uh, and that was it. And Lisa, final word. Yeah, just get out and meet people, right? So what you gain from that, from exposing yourself to the arts, you also teach us that ways to connect with you. Mm. So you don't feel so isolated. Because if you don't come out and meet us, then we don't have this amazing opportunity to connect with them. And that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. It's all about connections. That's what Lighthouse is about. It's certainly what um, the arts are about. Mm -hmm. And that's what From the Heart is about. And that's what we're human beings are about we need to connect with one another be kind to one another for sure absolutely absolutely better thank you thank you listeners for being here uh this is magic 107.7 fm from the heart today with robbie pigott myself mary thompson hunt and josh will be back next week have a great week and go out and see some art go see the fringe bye